Hi, Dad. Hi, Celine. Did you know that you and I are about the same age if you count time living in the world? What do you mean? Well, as you know, I left a high-control religious group around the time you were born. So you're in your 20s then? <laughs> well, maybe in my head. The thing is, though, because I had all of my beliefs about morals, science, politics, religion, philosophy provided for me, I spent the last 25 years trying to work out what I should think about a whole bunch of stuff and work out what's going on. No one knows what's going on, Dad. <laughs> well, I think it's about time we did. What Should I Think About is a podcast that sets off on a lofty goal to make sense of the complicated, contradictory, confusing but wonderful thing we call the world. Hello and welcome to the What Should I Think About podcast. I'm Celine. And I'm Stephen. Okay, and today we're going to talk about um, the dancing plague, which is something that I think a lot of people generally know about. Um, well, I'd never heard of it, I must be honest, which yeah. is weird. Um because we were trying yeah. to look for something a bit spooky and weird, weren't we? Mm-hmm. Um, we came up, or you came up with this, because I'd mm-hmm. never heard of it before. No, um, maybe, maybe it's more something that people of um, my generation, like it's something that we all, it's like a, it's just a story that everyone seems to know about. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I thought it'd be interesting to yeah. talk about. Um, so basically people... Uh, unstoppably danced in france for like a month um and uh some sources say that people died and some say that they didn't but Mm. you know some it's contested if people were dead but apparently a traveling merchant wrote in his like diary that 15 people per day were dying at its peak yeah so people dancing uncontrollably um dancing more than they wanted to they actually didn't want to carry on dancing but for some Mm -hmm. reason they couldn't stop themselves um some some reports say 15 people a day others don't mention death actual deaths yeah Um, it's not that they say people they don't actively say no one died but uh not everyone says Mm. people died yeah so it really sounds weird doesn't it what how how would so the first thing that i noticed in in the accounts was that nobody seems to say nothing happened so mm-hmm. it seems like something actually did happen um but what exactly is really hard to understand people definitely danced that definitely yeah. happened um <laughs> so it is so i think the important thing is to talk about the time leading up to it because okay. I d- I, it's that's I would argue a big part of this so if not I, I think if you don't talk about how it led up to it then you don't understand it at all so okay. um, between 1490 and so the plague itself happened in the year 1518 the dancing plague Yeah. Um, in the run up to it, it between 1490 and 1517 there were five famines one of them uh, was during the year that was called the bad year 1517 <laughs> the year before well, yeah it's descriptive yeah um and the general situation so yeah people were very hungry there was regular bouts of apple sized uh hail which caused Ooh. the crops to fail regularly <laughs> so that's hence the famines mm. um also uh the clergy 
were seemingly corrupt. They ate and drank plenty and threatened those who tried to, you know, tell anyone that. Um, mm. The clergy and lords were also stopping peasants from fishing and gathering uh, like berries and nuts. <laughs> so, you know, the crops failed and they were also banned from doing oh, things like nice. fishing. Uh, they also were rising taxes. Um, and uh, the bubonic plague makes an appearance during this time as well. Uh, there's also... Of course it did. Yeah, during the bad year itself. So this is all generally happening in a period of about 20 years. Brexit as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, during this, <laughs> during this period of time, that's all happening. And then specifically in the bad year, 1517, there's a lot of death. Hail again, makes the crops fail again. Smallpox, the English sweat as well yeah i I read that yeah you sweat for two days and then you die um so that happened also people started hallucinating their dead loved ones um in some sort of mass you could call that mass hysteria i suppose as Mm. well where everyone's hallucinating their dead loved ones wandering the streets during the bad year so that's what happened in 1517 um and up to Mm. the situation then um one day there is a patient zero <laughs> that is generally agreed to be mm. Frau Trofu or Trofa. Um she left her house, began to dance, and kept dancing until she passed out. Then she woke up and carried on until her feet bled. Um mm. and then she danced some more. Hmm. Um, people thought she was doing it originally to mess with her husband who hated dancing um, <laughs> but after a few days of her and her feet started bleeding people thought she might it might be different and that she might be the victim of Saint Vetus's wrath um, hmm. who was a saint that was meant to help people with epilepsy or like convulsive hmm. issues um, but then also equally uh, he could bring down these issues upon people, so he could give you epilepsy as well. So Saint Vitus is the, or Vetus is the mm-hmm. patron saint of dancing, isn't he? Or dancers? Yes, yes, the patron yeah. saint of dancers. Yeah, hey. I think it's like it's slowly be- morphed into like specifically dancing. I think it was kind mm. of like, uh, sort of yeah, convulsional movement ah, or whatever. And okay. just, over time, it just becomes dancing. Uh, the way he becomes a saint is quite funny. He's basically like put in like a a like a big vat of lead and then oh. try to attemptedly be fed to lions, but they just yeah, look at him say, and he's I fine. There, was, there were lions involved. Yeah, in this but then story. he's just fine. Um and now he's a saint. Yeah. History is weird. Um so anyway, they think that he might have done this to her because it, it's um, a funny sorry to interrupt, but um when I was so I I'd not kind of connected all this but um when i was little yeah. I, if i was like dancing or something to music mm-hmm. uh, i remember my relative saying oh it looks like you've got some vitus dance and i never knew oh, that's what that what meant. It was yeah that's yeah. what that plague's called it's called the senitis plague pretty problematic as a as a kind of casual statement <laughs> but you know you look like you've got plague <laughs> um so yeah that's what yeah, that well, would be in reference mm. to so you did know about it you just didn't know you knew about it yeah exactly um so this goes on with Frau for six days. Mm. Um, and then she gets taken to St. Vitus's shrine after six days. 
Uh, we don't know what happened to her specifically. Um, hopefully, she just ended up being fine, but we don't know. Um, and uh, in the period of that happening, though, 30 more people had joined her. <laughs> and she is 30 people deep in, in plague dancing now. Um, and she, she alone gets taken off to this shrine to be fixed. Um, See, at this, at this point, it reminded me of... Um... Forrest Gump when he's running and everybody joins. Oh, in. joins running, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I guess it's not the same. Well, I suppose you can take it in the way that people struggling and not knowing what to mm. do. Uh, There's something happen. about community, yeah, behaviour. But let's we'll get into that. Carry mm-hmm. on. So the dancers, uh, it's not like it was cool. You know, like when people join no. a cult and they don't know it's a cult yet, but they think it'll be. You know, they're like, yes, it's awesome. You know, they're really into it, like the Nixium cool, you know. Mm. Um, they they weren't enjoying themselves. They were, when they could, begging for help. Um, so it's not like you'd look over and see a mad party. It was just like sad, mm. bloody-feated people dancing. Exactly. It doesn't know, sound like pain. they were they were kind of, you know, dancing to a proper song or anything. They weren't. No, so I... but hold on to your hats because oh, music is coming. <laughs> Um, so contemporaries thought it was an issue of hot blood. So people at their time. Mm. Um, so you might have heard in your school days of the four humours. Um, and that was still very much being discussed in the mm. medieval period. So this idea of blood, um, they kind of normally what they would do is bloodletting, but given the of whole course they did. hysterical. Yeah. yeah, but they couldn't because they were <laughs> capable of stopping <laughs> to move. Yeah. So they couldn't actually yeah. let blood this time. So instead, the prescription was, would you like to guess what they thought would stop the hot blood issue? Um, yeah, I think I think I know this because I did have a look at um, one of the videos. I think this mm. is contested whether this actually happened. But didn't they didn't they um, think, well, let's fight fire with fire, essentially. Let's get more music. Yeah. <laughs> let's get more dancing. So they, mm-hmm. they kind of chucked more yeah. music at them. Really. Yeah. I think mm. in a kind of, you know, when you have a fever and people are like, you need to sweat mm. it out. That's right. I think yeah. their idea was they have hot blood. We need to just get them to dance more. Again, and again like that work it off, quite, just burn it off. Yeah. Uh, th- that sounds quite interesting, isn't it? Because we still talk about somebody being hot headed. That must come mm. from that. Yeah. Mm. I think so, probably. Mm. Um, so, yeah, the prescription was to give them. <laughs> music and specific dancing designated yeah. dance areas mm. so they give them basically stages and they hire musicians to play music and um some people have argued that apparently they also hired people to dance with them and get them up when they collapse to get them to carry on dancing so that like i guess yeah like like i said burn it off until they just mm. actually were done um instead of passing out and getting up and carrying on. So, yeah, they're in these designated dance areas. Um, again, like I said, at this point, it is debatable, but some people say 15 people a day were dying. Hmm. We're around 200 people dancing now in these designated dance areas. Um, when people started, like, fading, instead of putting on, like, chill music to try and encourage maybe vibing out, chilling down, uh, they just played more aggressively. Um, this didn't work, obviously. Um, and instead, <laughs> surprise me. <laughs> yeah. Instead, um, since the dance it out method wasn't working, they tried banning dancing and tambourines yeah. and drums. 
but uh, strings were allowed, but uh, tambourines and drums were considered. I think drums were the worst. Uh, they considered them to be big fault, so they got rid of that. Um, again, this also didn't work because just banning it wasn't going to do anything really. No. Um, so people just dance at home, I guess, instead of on their designated <laughs> dance stages. And um, well, it, it, if they can't help it, then unfortunately, that's not really going to. Well, it's not going to do, anything, do anything, is it? Is it? So they. Uh, eventually decide well they've got to try something else so they take every they they make wagons and they put everybody that's still alive on the wagons Um, and they also give them little red shoes dipped in holy oil slash water Um, and uh, they take them to the shrine that our lovely Frau was taken to at the beginning Um, and they have them walk in a circle around the shrine, give, offer a penny to the like, sort of offering um, station, whatever you want to call it, and uh, and then they take them back in the wagons and everything was fine. <laughs> so they're fixed by this visit to the shrine. Obviously, there's some psychology going on there. That's if all this is true. So I'm 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 getting quite skeptical about some of these details. Mm. Um, I, well, I, I think, think the idea was I don't I think the idea with the little red shoes was that they'd obviously you're dancing with your feet, so they've put them in holy water to kind of stop you, and it's all a bit of a parade. Um, and I guess red, you wouldn't see the blood anymore. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. That's interesting, though, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. So we've got we've got a case of something that that seems to definitely happen. The details of which are a bit contested. Some seem to be going a bit too far, um, and you don't know how much of it of that is true, I guess, or yeah, how like much said- it was kind of a concerted effort. You know, there might have been the odd person who did something, and the odd other person who did something. But Apparently, this- the town was quite kind in trying to help them. Um, unlike usual time uh yeah they did well not getting burned at the stake didn't they yeah yeah quite honestly yeah. uh so it, that's what's actually unusual in this yeah. story is that they actually are trying to help them um so uh yeah it's it's mm. interesting isn't it but it makes sense they're obviously a god-fearing people and they believed in penance so it makes sense that they do I mean, they think they've done their penance. Do you know what I mean? They've been plagued with this dancing. They've gone all the way to the shrine. They've given a whole penny um, to the shrine. They go mm. home and it's all okay. Mm. Okay, cool. So what do we think it was then? What? What? Because um, obviously I don't think we believe it was um, Saint Vitus. to do with St. Vitus or Vitas. No, I think more than anything, it's probably, I mean, it's a, like I said, that that's why I think it was important to talk about the stuff that happens before the plague. I think mm. you know they're uh, desperately underfed. Um, they are, you know, can't, they're in a bit of a miserable situation, aren't they? Mm. I mean, they're literally seeing, they're hallucinating their own dead loved ones. It's a very <sighs> hyper religious, uh, or like they they were very they very much as a group believed in 
what I've just outlined. <laughs> yeah, I suppose um, there'll be, you know, so we could hypothesize it. The thing is, we'll, we'll never know for sure because there's no way of um, going back and testing the people for specific things. So it's always going to be speculation. But I guess um, we could imagine that it was so that, that they're in a state of um, deep anxiety, as you described. Mm. Um, this creates a feeling of um, obviously incredible stress mm -hmm. and people behave in strange ways when they're stressed. So it, it could mm. be related to that. I think they call it a, what do they, um, psychogenic, mass psychogenic illness. Yes. So it's yeah. kind of mass hysteria is what we know it as. Um, but the technical term is mass um, psychogenic illness yeah um so that's i think the, the one that you're favoring the other one is the food poisoning um yeah the ergot. option mm. well i think it might it might be a bit of the two could be i think that they work well together there there mm. was someone from a bit later not exactly contemporary but po i think it's like 20 years after this had happened and been resolved a doctor went to see if he could work out why it happened yeah. um and he basically blames it on uh, women not wanting to do things like their housework, um, mm. <laughs> uh, yeah. which obviously I disagree with. Um, <laughs> so, because yeah. with Frau, one yeah, basically there's this stipulation that apparently um, there's this suggestion that she uh, was asked to do something by her husband mm. and then basically went out the house and started dancing for six days. Yeah. Um, I think, I think we have to, um, you know, put it in its context. The, these are the sorts of answers that of course men would have come up with in the mm. 16th century, aren't they? So, exactly. So that's, no that, that was yeah. no, but the, um, um, the food poisoning one, there's a, there's a, a, a compound in a fungi, Mm -hmm. as you said ergo or ergot fungi and it's similar to um which related to lsd and it can Basically make you is LSD. <laughs> it can make you high it can make you uh see things that aren't there so some of these reports of seeing um you know relatives and and so yeah that's relatives. what i'm thinking that might that, already be the ergot yeah that could have know. been kicking in there mm -hmm. um so that's possible and, and the reason I think, yeah, it's about the situation because, like, yeah, loads of people in between 14, 19, 15, 17 have died. Like, a lot of people have died. So then, yeah, they start hallucinating their loved ones. Mm. Um, yeah. So right. it mm. kind of makes sense. That, like, yeah, it's like, you know, mass group, sadness, anxiety, depression, yeah. Yeah. plus <laughs> LSD grain. <laughs> yeah. And that, I mean, it's, again, this is pure speculation, but so that the people experiencing that may have, it may not be the actual grain, the, the fungus that's making them do this thing, but that will have put them into a state of confusion and fear and, um, yeah. And, uh, you know, seeing uh, things and believing mm. things, yeah. yeah. Like mm. thinking St. Vitus is, like, telling you to do stuff. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, that you are, yeah, you're being possessed. You're more mm. sort of willing. Um, but like we said, you kind of have to have a situation where, the LSD can instigate that. So that's why having that awful period of 20, 30 years, um, yeah, probably will have helped yeah, that along. 
Yeah. So um, when when you were talking to me about this, because as I say, I'd not really heard of it, um, but it reminded me a little bit of a of a film that um, uh, you know that my one of my favourite podcasts is um, is Mark Kermode and Simon Mayo's film review. It's a BBC podcast, and um, they one of Mark Kermode's favourite films, or one of the ones he talks about quite a lot, is this one called the falling and it's about mm. a group of girls it's set in the 1960s but it's about a school where all of a sudden these girls um all go on all girls school they start just fainting all over the place um and um the it's it's i don't think it's a real single real event but it is based around a number of these events where you seem to get strange behavior where a group of people and mm. and it the, the statement he's made, it's mainly women, but I've got, I've got an example of a male one, which you might find interesting in mm. a minute, but it seems to be um, in all girls schools, particularly or all women's situations where they, they have these, um, these episodes yeah. where it's as though um, there's a, there's like a contagion. And I use that word a bit advisedly because it has some, um, implications that are, that are not particularly um, agreed with these days, but mm. the idea that um, behaviour can be contagious. Mm. Um, so anyway, it's quite it's quite interesting that there's it's not just that case. There are other cases of individuals, you know, sort of following suit in terms of, of behaviour, like falling asleep or, um, yeah, obviously we've got the dancing one. Mm. Um, the dancing is not just one one occasion this is one right. of the most well known ones yeah. but between the 15 so uh, the between the 15th and the 17th century apparently there was semi regular dancing outbreaks yeah um which is interesting um yeah and and a lot of them being uh female led which mm. you might suggest uh has reasons because of the female place in society during that time as well you might say but that is just pure speculative yeah i mean you could you could suggest a social reason for that or you could suggest a psychological reason for that mm. i guess or a bit of both so if you know if you think that that women are more social than men mm. um then generally then you could explain it that way or you could as explain it the way you have that you know societies are set up um, where women might take their cues from each other mm. uh, a bit more, and there's a case. Oh, that in... I just meant as in as well. If we're talking about it being inspired mm. by like uh, anxiety causing situations, just like that example of that man being like, she did it because she didn't want to yeah, do well, that, chores. Yes, do you know what I mean. Of course. Uh, I mean, I would say well. that's yeah, that's a non-starter in terms of mm. um, an actual explanation, um, in my view, anyway. Uh, mm. New York Leroy's High School in 2012. This is from the BBC website. Um, there was a, a case where many female students began to display involuntary facial tics and other mm. symptoms of Tourette's. Mm -hmm. um, so that's another mm. um, example of this. Yeah, so there's a other condition called Coro. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. K O R O. Um, so this is a uh, a disorder where an individual believes that their sex organs are retracting and will disappear. Um, and there's there's no reason for it, and but they think that their 
their penis is shrinking or that it's basically disappearing. Mm. Um, and again, this, this seems to be something that is, uh, again, I'll say in inverted commas, contagious in the respect that other people then seem to, um, feel the same thing is happening to them. So we get this case of mass hysteria again, but obviously this time with, with men, Mm. um, it's known as genital retraction syndrome in the U S and Europe. Um, which I think is fascinating. So you've got here a case of, of males doing pretty much the same thing Mm. or having, whilst they're not acting out something necessarily, they are all kind of sharing this, this, uh, yeah, the physicality of it is kind of irrelevant. It's like, it's Mm. the mentality that's sort of interesting. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Yeah. So I thought that was that was interesting. So it isn't just women. No, um, no, no, no. It's just... Um, and in fact, the dancing syndrome, does that say that was only women? No, that was started by the ones that I've seen that have been only women have happened in like nunneries and things like that. Mm. Uh, yeah, there was another case in the nunnery where uh, they all started speaking in tongues mm. and, um, you know, kind of... Mm they thought it was like demonic possession but i think people uh now are arguing it probably was a case of um it fe- or that it feels a bit like another one of these cases like a um mass mass hysteria when you say mass it sounds like it must be loads and loads but it, yeah. you know it can just mean you know multiples so you know yeah and then there is this, you know i think like mm. six or something of people were affected so yeah, so I mean that you've mentioned there about the speaking in tongues. So that's that's an area that that is quite interesting. Now we we spoke recently to the um, the I was a teenage fundamentalist podcast, the the teenage fundies, um, and it's one thing I wish I'd I'd gone more deeply into. Really, I wish I'd asked mm. a bit more about uh, what speaking in tongues feels like and what it is actually like. Maybe we'll get them on again to um, to give Do us like a, bit a of, yeah um, a bit of insight into that but um i when i was a jehovah's witness we had somebody in the congregation who actually came out of the pentecostal church and became a witness and he would say that he kind of got this involuntary feeling in his throat where he he kind of wanted to speak in tongues and he said even now although he'd stopped being a pentecostal um and he'd, he'd become a witness he'd been baptized as a witness he said, even now, if I see somebody that used to be in my church in the street or something, he said, sometimes I'll get that that same feeling. Mm. So it, if you watch kind of these charismatic evangelical events, depends what sort of thing it is, but there is a, um, there, there is a whipping up of emotions and feelings. Same goes for like faith healing events where you say you see people doing things that they wouldn't normally do. And sometimes maybe they're in wheelchairs and they stand up for a moment. Um, and this is supposed to be a cure. But obviously we know that they then, you know, it doesn't last very long. But there's something about this this group of people that is engendering this behavior, which I think is really interesting. Mm. Um, yeah, but so it, sounds, it feels like the same uh, sort of thing is happening, isn't it? Like a behavioral response in that instance where you're mm. seeing someone from that church and you're feeling the physical response like you know thinking of your favorite food and then salivating <laughs> yeah that's right absolutely 
No, I think that's mm. right. It sounded like that to me when when he uh, when this guy said about this feeling he got. It's mm. yeah, interesting stuff. Mm. Cool. Anything else to say about that? Yeah, it's it's interesting. I suppose if you want to apply it to what we kind of talk about sometimes in the way that you can kind of be carried by something, even though it seems ridiculous to all just be dancing in the street, but you know they're completely believing that it is, you know, this biblical thing happening you know um and it's feeding each other's belief i guess as more of you are in it so what Um, i think what would be interesting would be to you know get get a a a set of conditions together or identify a set of conditions which could can lead to that so i think we've mm -hmm. identified that you know high levels of stress and probably communal stress so it's yeah social stress on the the community mm-hmm. very high levels of that um uh, some sort of uh, and this might not be a necessary condition but some sort of worldview that involves um unearthly or supernatural mm-hmm. forces that you can kind of explain it in in those terms um that seems to be part of it yeah um and obviously then you have got the fact that there are other people doing it so you've got this this uh peer pressure if you like to Mm. to conform to what other people are doing we do feel that we do i i feel like you know might be drawing larger conclusions than should but um Mm. this idea that uh so you know if you have a worldview that the world is ending um then that's how you get people reading into things like uh you know uh 2020 being like well there's been a plague now uh you know with coronavirus and you know that means that that's feeding my belief that this must be the end coming soon or i remember certain people we know when there was stuff happening in north korea being like the end is definitely coming because like this feel this is end signal do you know what i mean Mm. um yeah so just because it's not as dramatic like dancing to your feet bleed um you know cults are kind of operating in similar ways i suppose where you've got a belief system and then you've got what is it when you have like your own you self-fulfilling your own beliefs i guess or like you can read everything into your own story then like Mm. yeah there's an earthquake well the end is coming soon that yeah, well, it's that again. It's this Valton Shaung that we talked about. Mm. We've talked about quite a lot now because I keep saying it. Um, yeah. But yeah, this idea that um, yeah, you're gonna see everything through that lens, aren't you? I think the hallucinating loved ones is a uh, is really that 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 bit was a lot. Imagine that's stressful enough as it is before mm. the dancing. If mm. everyone's just going around trying to like, you know, find some grain after the failed crop year, and you just keep seeing like. Yeah. Apparently, people that had been off to war and things like that, they were like seeing them walking around with their weapons. Um, you know, this woman said she saw her love, her husband like, holding his head because <laughs> he yeah. lost his head or something, things like that. I mean, I think it's hard, it's hard for us, although we, we seem to be having a resurgence of superstitious nonsense, mm. but I think it's hard for us in the modern era to appreciate what it was like for people i mean mm-hmm. we're pretty much the same as as they were you know we, yeah, we like to think we're all yeah. civilized now but we we're pretty much the same um 
and they you know they lived in a world of magic and uh, mm-hmm. of questions that they couldn't answer you know and um, so they're constantly trying to understand what what the world is like and how to make sense of a very confusing world so mm-hmm. it must have been terrifying you know to to have a world of full of supernatural deities spirits all these things happening around them I mean, you only need to read the Bible and look at things like mm. all the the demon possession that Jesus yes, is yeah, supposed exactly. to have exercised. You know, um, that world was a world in their minds that was full of um, these invisible creatures inhabiting people. Mm-hmm. Um, and these symptoms, the symptoms of demon possession could be pretty much anything. It was like going blind, um, having fits um going going mad going out into the wilderness you know basically anything Mm. that you didn't understand a behavior that you didn't understand Mm. was was demon possession Mm -hmm. so it must have been a pretty terrifying thing to to have to put up with so yeah you can understand why people would have strange ways of explaining the world yeah especially when if they are being halluc- if they are hallucinating yeah, because exactly. of hallucinogenics yeah. but you don't know that do they they don't they don't know and those hallucinations are not going to be things that or they're going to be hallucinations about things that make sense to them or at least mm. relate to their yes. beliefs at the time well they're so. not going to you know i've said like you know if people hallucinate dragons because we have a concept of what dragons are if you didn't know would you exactly. would you visualize a dragon no you, exactly. you you hallucinate what you know, I suppose. Exactly, yeah. It's all coming from you. It's just your brain chemistry is being whacked with. You're, you're making sense of, of the inputs in the only way you can, and that's based around, you know, what, what you know about the world. So, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, that was very interesting. Yeah, there we um, go. I mean, in, in terms of, of cult uh, membership and so on, there's a lot of... Um, activities that go on within some of these groups and cults that that include behavior that are very hard to understand um you know we've talked a little bit about speaking in tongues and so-called um healing but you've also got things like snake handling and things like that which very strange have you heard of that no. So, so I think they're supposed to be banned now but I think they're still talking about still like happen. we're talking about what weird like um, so evangelist Stephen Irwin or no um so tend, tend to be kind of charismatic churches in again the, the southern states of America but um mm. yeah part of their worship will be they bring snakes poisonous snakes into the church mm. and they handle snakes that's part of their worship that's part of their what is it because of some like christian link with weird snake sure. stuff or is I it don't just know. They i'm not sure where they get it could from. get a snake and yeah i don't i don't know i don't i think there might be some um some passing scripture i didn't i didn't know we were going to end up talking about this i didn't look it up but some scripture in the bible somewhere where you know there's supposed to be some reference to it um but i don't think there is but anyway that's um yeah it's a, it's a real practice there bizarre, and people have it? died because of yeah, course these snakes bite constricted yeah. Mm. yeah i think they're mainly poisonous snakes so um, not boas 
No, I don't think Imagine they... in the middle of church, you're just getting constricted <laughs> by a snake. Choking you to death yeah. on the pew. Mm. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, but anyway, so there are some strange bits of behaviour that, that become normalised, I suppose, by the fact that they, you know, everybody else is doing it. It's it's part of the um, ceremony. Um, I guess that's a bit different. It's kind of how you get described. people in. You know, like in cults, do they, generally, you don't have like loads of people all join at once, do you? You have like... Mm, that's right one at a time let's say not Normally. necessarily well, do you know what i mean or like or like you are buddied up with someone that's already been in like they don't put you as like the new ones together looking in and being like that's weird do you know what i mean yeah Whereas... i think that's that's a good question i think um it depends so some of the groups if you read uh margaret singer's work about some of these kind of self-development cults that that mm. might be quite a lot of people that are just going for a self-development day um but they're dragged in to this group and they're not doing anything that's terribly um, unusual. Although they might be doing things like um, telling people about their their fears and their, mm. um, you know, their feelings about themselves and so on, which they wouldn't normally do. So it doesn't have to be about just putting, plonking them in the, in the midst of a lot of other people. That You know, a skillful manipulator can... Um, can actually get and and that's can be even more powerful because these new people they're all together all in it together and mm. if you see one person doing it then you know you're gonna have a go and um, well, right. you know that's what everybody's doing so yeah i think there is this um this feeling of conformity to the rest of the group mm-hmm. um that 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 can happen even even if it is just a bunch of newbies mm. uh, which is quite interesting that is interesting because um in my head i'm thinking they're all kind of like, you know, in this particular like dancing example, they're all sort of in it and there's no questioning. Do you know what I mean? Whereas if yeah. you, I wonder if you came from another city completely removed from it and you just looked at it and you didn't know anything about, I don't know, St. Vitus or whatever, um, would you see it for what it was or would you quickly get sucked into it? Because so I it, think, Yeah, uh, that's a really good question. I think, um, yeah, probably not. Um, I suppose we have to be careful that one is um, a mental illness of mm. some sort, whereas the other is a determined um, way of trying to deceive somebody and control yeah, their behaviour. So it's a bit, it's a bit of a difference, and, but still, yeah. some of the same things can be happening within. I think the, they take advantage the of those things, don't they? The, yeah. As we've discussed, these cult leaders. So, so what an example which. In itself, there's nothing necessarily wrong with it, but there was a big craze going back a few years um, to go on these these development programs or whatever, mm. and you know, it's to discover yourself or to discover the hidden you or whatever it was. Mm. And a, a part of it was some was fire walking or right. walking over coals. Hot Have you coals, seen any of right? Because like people, spiritual people do it, or like mm, meditative right. people do it to be like mind yeah. over body very like a which i can't wait to watch and we need to plan it dune um you know oh, fear yeah. is the mind color <laughs> exactly yeah yeah that's right so it was um but not just not just um what you might term the spiritual kind mm. of um sector but um but yeah management development which actually crossed over quite a lot into the new age type stuff that's very stressful you, you go to work your manager's like i can work yeah. with hot coals i can get you well in what's what's even more stressful is you're going on a course um you know it's it's going to involve 
something and you don't know until you get there maybe what it's actually going to involve so um, you know singer's quite clear about this if you get sent on a management course you should know what what you're going mm-hmm. for and what you're going to do there and as a management trainer i would fully endorse that position because you know it's much you better want everyone ready and everybody. prepared and up <laughs> exactly. for it yeah but if you turn up and but what's interesting is that a lot of people will do this thing will walk across hot coals even mm-hmm. if they don't want to because obviously you know they see other people doing it and there's the feelings there's the emotions that the the, the the speaker can whip them up into a bit of a frenzy mm-hmm. and they you know they they actually do it they walk across it quickly their feet might get a bit burned but actually they they can do it um and in itself i guess there's nothing wrong with that but then what happens after that is you become very i suppose there's a euphoria that comes along with that you've just done something that you never thought you could do mm. i can do anything now um, and there is a there is a risk at that point, I think, with these groups that you know you're going to keep going back to the same place that you've you've been able to do this amazing thing, and it, it sort of conditions you to accept doing other things maybe mm. that you wouldn't have thought you could do or maybe want to do because um, you think that payoff is going to come at the end. So this is a, a, a more it's a more kind of cognitive way of doing it, but and it's not the same thing as a as some sort of mass hysteria, but I think there is there are some similar um, psychological things going on, which I think is interesting. Mm. Do you think it's like the other way around with the um, dancing plague, where obviously that's all like a psycho uh, phenomena that it starts happening, but then having them go walk around this, you know, shrine and feel like they've done their little penance walk um mm. and give up their penny is then you know that it stops it, so it could be. I, I would suggest i mean we didn't really talk about what what um doctors and psychiatrists psychologists think can solve some of these problems i, I think one of the things can literally be separating it people from each other right. so if it's yeah, a mass hysteria kept everyone together is the issue yeah, yeah. that's right so mm. one of the things that could ha- have happened there was just the fact of going away into a different location they must mm. have traveled there it was like um, 30 miles on a wagon exactly. which is quite so, a lot on a wagon yeah and it's all different it's a different um different setup it's a different mm. scene you know you're in a different place took you away from potentially the place that caused it if we're exactly. saying about all the run-up that created this uh so we talk about triggering now don't we to to denote Mm. the idea that something can remind you of something else and create you back into that Mm. response um same would go for that situation so if you get them out of that then maybe so that i think that's more likely to be it and certainly separating people from each other so that they're not sort of feeding off yeah because they put them someone was saying they think that it had like more people kept joining dancing situations because they were literally on stage (laughs) like in the street um because like you know it goes from one person because they're doing it outdoors which is interesting that they all go outdoors to do it in in front of others rather than Mm. you know it being something that was secretly happening in someone's house somewhere dancing is a is a very social activity though isn't it mm-hmm. it's um i mean in itself it's a strange thing if you think about what dancing actually is mm. don't you think it's a weird thing you're you're yeah. um it's hard to explain it to somebody it's hard to 
like if if an alien came down and mm. was watching us dance um and it's a very social thing so if you if you go into a nightclub or disco or something and you know you're the only one that feels like dancing it's very difficult to get on the dance floor mm. and dance isn't it because it's mm-hmm. you feel very self-conscious um, as soon as other people start joining in then you feel a bit less conscious mm-hmm. um so yeah i think that's that's got to be part of it it's such a social um and it is kind of contagious you know when you see other people doing it you kind of feel like you want to join in laughter is the same so that's yeah, another one laughter, of these conditions yeah um, laughter is the yeah. same yeah um, which i think sounds worse to me mm. i think i'd rather have the bloody feet than incessant forever laughing <laughs> yeah yeah imagine that i think that feels more like you're losing your sanity like in a, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Than Again, the that, I mean, I think we've all had those sort of fits of. Um... Oh yeah, laughter, but it's good that it ends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I remember um, when I was a JW, I was reading the paragraphs in the book study, um, and it was a passage. I think it was a passage either from the Bible or from the Watchtower. I can't remember, mm. but it said something like, "And Jesus came in his tumult." I don't actually know what that means now. Think about it, but that was what mm. the paragraph said: Jesus comes in his tumult, and I th- I read it as Jesus comes with his trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember, I remember starting to giggle because one or two people had laughed about it, and I just started to corpse, and I couldn't, I really couldn't mm. help it. It was really difficult to carry on reading. Yeah. After that, so it is. Yeah, these are behaviors that are not entirely. It's, it, within I think, our control. I think sometimes it's when it's something you shouldn't do that makes it more. Mm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. you know when when I've had laughter, it's been more the times that you can't stop laughing is more yeah. when you're not meant to be laughing. When you're, or when you're trying to yeah, when you're yeah. trying to control mm. the laughter or yeah. stop yourself, that's when it's worse. Yeah. Like when I was at school. That's right. You're sitting there laughing. But, but often you're not on your own, so you might have Maria there with you. Or yeah, of some, course. You don't friend. generally. If you just sit there giggling on your own, you look like a lunatic, don't you? Like, yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, I think we've done that. Um, mm. I've got a tweet of the week. Oh, really? Yeah. Go on then. Tweet of the week. Tweet of the week. Tweet of the week, tweet of the week, tweet of the week, tweet of the week, tweet of the week. So it's a bit of a quick one, really, but it just made me laugh. Um, so uh, Gillian, Jill Adams, one of our former guests, um, tweeted, anyone looking for a horror series to watch this time next week? So she's talking about Halloween. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I highly recommend the shining immediately followed by Dr. Sleep. Mm. So definitely agree with that, Gillian. And then she asked, what are your recommendations? So quite a few people put some suggestions in, um, and Jacob frights, alt worldly, who's another XJW, Mm. uh, YouTuber does some very funny things. I really like his stuff. Um, he suggests hereditary. Mm. So I then said, when that thing happens, horrid, yeah. horrified face. Um, and then there was a whole conversation about 
about that thing. Obviously, he didn't want to say what that thing was, or we mm. won't say it here mm-hmm. either. But she said, I haven't seen that film now. I haven't seen that film yet. So now I need to know what the thing is that happens. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Alt Worldly says, apologies in advance if you're scared scarred for life mm. uh, a bit later on in the evening um she says shit i think mm. i saw the thing <laughs> yeah you probably did <laughs> I think she, yeah because i said it, you'll know it cinema. when you see it we yeah, saw we that did. at the cinema we which was a lot to see the thing at the wow. cinema that was a, yeah yeah back in the past so, um, um in other fun. recommendations i would say if you mm. like cult stuff mm. to watch um his other film um Midsummer, that's cool Midsummer. too. Yeah, I, I thought about doing a review of that. We should review that. I think I'd like yeah. to review that. There was a uh, cult, what they called a uh, deprogrammer, that talked about that mm. at a particular mm. scene. So we can mention that when there, I suppose. Yeah, there's so a lot that of is stuff in there, talked about as a cult film. Yeah, but in yeah, the it, it is. is a film about a cult. There's it drugs is. in that as well. Absolutely, and it's. Um, I think that's actually really accurate for for some groups. Anyway, not for all. Yeah, but there's a lot of really accurate things in mm-hmm. there. I think um, we should what, really well. talk about it. Mm, it's definitely. it's spooky time. We'll do lots of spooky episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, cool. Yeah. All right. right. So that was tweet of the week. Mm-hmm. Decent. Of the week, tweet 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 of the week. You you gonna you gonna make us do things we used to do, or are you not? I can't think of all right things at the we used to do today. <laughs> I'm looking for you, listeners, to um to give us some things we used to do. Um, actually, the other thing that I did want to reach out to the listeners for is, uh, especially if you're um, a member of the the Patreon group, mm-hmm. um, we've got this little Facebook group, which is for patrons only, and I want to kind of know what to do with it, really. So, Yeah, you know, I think like I, said, I should probably start putting something up mm. maybe once a week or something, uh, saying, like, what have you done that was non... <laughs> that is, like... Uh, you wouldn't have been able to do that you can do this now yeah. that you're not in a cult. That would be cool yeah. hearing some of those mm. things. Um maybe also uh if you ever have yeah advice or questions you can just throw out there if you can be like something you know, something yeah. I did that I found really useful. Don't know mm. if this is useful to anyone, but here you go. Yeah. Things yeah. like that. Yeah. That would be cool. Mm. Nice. Okay. Cool. All right. Well thank you very mm. much everybody for listening. Um don't forget to like, subscribe and comment. Leave a leave a review text a friend text a friend and um yeah if you want to become a a patron for just a pound or a dollar 50 whatever the equivalent is in your currency a month a month i tell you um <laughs> it's like virtually nothing so um yeah join us coffee. become a become a patron um but if you don't that's cool still listen that's the most important yeah. thing uh, thank you very much and see you next time bye bye what should i think about is an evil sheep production <laughs> <laughs>